and welcome to Sign On Crew. I'm Alfie, your host. Today I will be speaking to Chanel. She worked on board the cruise ship for a few contracts as a guest services officer, customer services, in case that anyone is wondering. She will tell us about how a typical day working on board the ship is like. As you might guess, working on board a cruise ship is not an easy job. However, like everything else in the world, it have cons and pros, and that's exactly what we will be talking about today. Sign On Crew is a show about revealing and sharing the shipboard jobs, secrets, taboos, and not that secret stories from crew members, so you can take informative decisions and smarter choices when it comes to whether or not applying for a job as a crew member on board a cruise ship. Today's episode is a typical day as a crew member, and we will be interviewing Chanel Wilson. Chanel, could you please introduce yourself? Okay. Hi there, Alfie. That was a great introduction. <laughs> so, yeah, my name is Chanel. I currently live in the UK in a small town called Birmingham, outside London. Um, I was on the cruise ship about five years ago, and um, I've taken a lot of memories away from the cruise ship experience. Um, now currently working as a cloud computing and computing analyst, and yes, I'm here to share my memories and um, be part of this podcast. Thank you, Chanel. Uh, I met Chanel about six years ago on board a Royal Caribbean ship sailing out of six years. San Juan. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. San Juan. No, that's all right. That's the time that the time that you were working about that time. Mm -hmm. No, I think yeah. I met you on your first contract, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, right. and it was sailing from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Right. Um, no, actually, we were sailing from Southampton. That was my. That was our home. Oh team. yeah, that was yeah. the first time. And then from there we moved, and that was the time that you actually went to another ship as well, right, to Australia. Yes, the voyage of the seas. <laughs> so we work at the reception as uh, just customer service, guest services that they uh, used to call it. Uh, her genuine personality and her. And her caring for our guests was remarkable. It was a joy uh, to work with her. Oh, thank you. Well, likewise, <laughs> I'll say I'll, I learned a lot from yourself, I would say. <laughs> thank you. Sign On Crew is a show about revealing and sharing the shipboard secrets, taboos, and not that secret stories from crew members. So you can make informative decisions and smarter choices when it comes to whether or not applying for a job as a crew member on board a cruise ship. Today's episode is a typical day as a crew member. We will be interviewing uh, Chanel Wilson. Chanel, welcome again to Sign On Crew. And if you don't mind, could you please tell us when did you start working on board a cruise ship and how that happened? Yes. So I remember I was in my second year at university and it came to the time where I was heading up to my last assignments and exam. it was exam examination period. And I spoke to my year lecture and I said, you know, I think I may be taking a year out because I've applied for a position on the cruise ship and they've actually accepted me. And uh, my year manager turned to me and he says, you know what? You take the opportunity because you can always come back and finish off your degree. Um, this is an opportunity for you to travel, see the world and to just put yourself out there. So that's what I did. Um, I took my last exam at the end of May and I was on board on, in June. Shana, yeah. have you uh, went into a cruise ship before as a passenger or as a guest or 
or perhaps just like you saw the cruise ships from somewhere else. So how this idea or these thoughts about going on board and working for a cruise ship, uh, it came up to your mind? Yeah, very great question. Um, no, I haven't been on a cruise ship before as a passenger. I have been on a yacht um, only to France from the UK. I have seen crew passenger cruise ships while I've been holidaying with families. Um, I, I would always see the big, massive cruise ships just emerging towards the coastline. And I would just always have that thought of wanting to be part of that because it just looked so beautiful. And as well as that, um, the beautiful cruise ship, also the thought of traveling. I think it started from my days in college. We did a module that was associated around cruise ships and that's where I started to be enticed into cruising. <laughs> so do you have any friend or family member that uh, were before on board a ship that could actually tell you about how it was like? Um, no, it was pretty much me just putting myself out there, doing my own research and just finding out what everybody, um, what everybody else's experience was like. And that's how I found out. In the UK, how can you apply for these kind of jobs? Um, yeah, very good question because of course um it's a job at sea uh, i actually approached a cruise ship she was a a consultant a work consultant and she was recruiting people on behalf of a selection of cruise ships and because i saw my required um job role in there that that interested me at that time that's when um i signed my application and the ball went rolling from there um, what kind of paperwork did they ask you as a requisite for you to apply? So pretty much it was a phone conversation in the beginning on um, on camera. And I believe, first of all, they were more interested on the personality of how I spoke, how I came across. And um, secondly, again, if I had some customer service experience of dealing with, um, you know, awkward situations or knowing how to deal with people um, of all um, star ratings, whether it's a normal class or um, five star hotel. Um, at that time, it didn't really matter. But I think the, the imperative thing was to know how do you approach customers? What's your first point of call when you're dealing with it? And that's what I had to emphasize from my past job experience. What experience did you have before it was an internship, it was a job, what it was that it was related to customer service before applying? Yes, so I did have a few part-time jobs um, which were all customer related, reception in hotels, restaurant work. But I believe the job that actually helped me was when I took a year, one year placement from university to work in um, in a assistant managerial role at a hotel um, called Jewelry's Inn. When you first came on board, what was that first impression of the cruise ship and the sense of being on board a massive uh, vessel? Um, yes, again, that's a very good question because I remember when I first stepped on board and went through the whole um, ticking in administration process, um, it felt like a new world and it was completely a whole different world to what I had stepped off from <laughs> and stepped into. It was pretty much just um, coming to terms with, yep, this is going to be home for the next five, six months. 
and these are going to be my family and friends. I guess it was a bit easier for you than anybody else to join in your own country. How did you got there um, to the ship? Yeah, that's um, that's true. I do agree with you. I think because it was from Southampton, it helped a little bit more. And that was because I was seen off by my mother and my two sisters. They came down with me and said bye. <laughs> And yeah, I think that really helped in that aspect. So um, I took a coach journey down from London. It was a two hour, hour and a half journey from the coach. And then it was the long taxi drive from the coach station in Southampton to the Southampton ship port. And yeah, and that's when I started to see the ships. And then that's when it hit me. I remember that. It was quite emotional. <laughs> Coming from the UK, where you actually earned in British pounds, how it was worth to get US dollars instead? So yes, it was in US dollars. That's what I was being paid. It was pretty much um, whenever we would finish a voyage or a cruise, um, I would come back to Southampton and exchange my money into pounds. But other from that, I would just be saving up my money and then wait for the time when I would head home and just exchange everything all in one. I see. Being on board the ship, uh, we know just there is things such as uh, rent, water supply and other services that we don't actually uh, require to pay for it. So it's a good way to save money. Absolutely. Um, it is a very good way to save um, if you can budget yourself and just only use your money for if you're planning to explore offshore when you visit different countries. But yes, that helped me to save to a certain extent. <laughs> Uh, well, let's get into a uh, normal day on board and from the time that you wake up, uh, how was like? So bearing in mind, I worked pretty much every day, which didn't seem too daunting because we would break the shifts up. So it would be four hours in the morning, then four hours in the evening, or you would do the straight shift in the middle, eight hours. So I remember um, having a routine of... Um, being up early, making sure I have my breakfast, um, heading to work, um, going into my work meetings and starting the day off in a fresh manner, you know, in a positive manner, sorry. That was pretty much my routine. And if we were stopping off offshore, um, planning ahead, if I will be going out with my friends or activities I will be taking part of. On the um, accommodation, on the cabin space, uh, living with another person, and if you have similar shifts or different shifts, how it was like uh, to share? Um, it was a bit shocking to you. What it was that uh, the first time that you actually came on board, did someone told you about it just before you came or you came to know as soon as you saw your roommate? <laughs> well, um, luckily, the, um, my roommate was actually helping me on the day when I first joined the ship and she knew who I was straight away. So I had a major I had a great introduction and um, so that helped and sharing with her and having the time difference, you know, her being on different shift patterns to myself, um, it sort of became something I just got used to after a while and because we were in very small cubicles, I mean, it, weren't, it wasn't that small but it wasn't the normal standard size as, as your bedroom at home and especially sharing with two people, it was something that you just sort of 
happen to just adapt to. It's possible for you to describe Chanel just like how the room layout is. Um, I think that's a, a topic that we haven't touched on, on Sign and Crew. Okay, so we had bunk beds, then we had our sort of like slash lounge slash um, bedroom. So just think of it as a, a very small um, studio flat room uh, where you would have your TV screen, you would have your um, drawers and your wardrobes to hang your clothes in and um, empty cupboard spaces to put whatever you need. And then you will have a shower cubicle with the toilet And um, that was pretty much it. It was very basic. Um, it, you did have room to stand with your hands open and move around, but um, you couldn't go so further to the left or right. It was, it was quite small. It was, I say quite small. It was small. <laughs> it was a small space. Right? <laughs> you just tried to be generous. I am. <laughs> I think I am. At home or when we work for certain uh, companies, we tend to commute and it takes forever sometimes. So depends where we at and the traffic and just like how we're moving. It takes a lot of time. How was the commuting on board, if, uh, if we could call it like that? Yes, it, it, I mean, you can. Um, for me, it was good because I would always get up an hour before well, an hour and a half before, and um, make sure I'm dressed, prepared, and have my lunch or breakfast. And then I will ease into the work office. Although I had seen some people take advantage of that, where they will roll out of their bed 15 minutes, get dressed, and just head up to work. So I think it all depends on you as an individual <laughs> yeah just uh the discipline is is quite important right yeah exactly definitely the discipline important thing just uh first time that you came on the first two weeks uh how do you find the amount of training um how do you balance that training along with the workload um very very good point because not only were you trained for your actual job role you had to do the training for the safety drills um for your allocation points on the cruise ship and um, that was quite intense doing both I remember um, having that feeling in my head where, oh, I just want to turn back and go home. But um, I think what brought me back round again was just the luxury of traveling and meeting loads of people. But it was quite intense for myself. I think we all had those thoughts about just going home, but uh, <laughs> some of us, we managed to overcome them, right? Exactly. <laughs> you men mentioned breakfast, and I want to touch base about the meals and how the food core and the variety of food was up there uh, in the mess. Uh, do you mind just to describe a little bit uh, about it and just the options that we have other than the actual messes or the food that they provide for the crew? Yes, we had a variety, didn't we, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We On the ships that I worked on, we had two crew messes, a staff and a crew. As I said, there was a variety of the, you had the salad bar and you had your protein, meats, etc., and your um, potatoes or rice. And I would tend to sometimes go to a particular crew mess because 
I believe that they had more of a variety. It was pretty much on the on the lunch and break and dinner time, checking both crews, checking both messes, sorry, and seeing which one had the best food selections. <laughs> there is just pretty much where we also we socialize, right? We get to know new people, new faces. We get to talk, uh, although it's short breaks. But I think it's just a very important time where we can share amongst ourselves, right? Yeah, that's it. Chanel, could you please tell us about uh, your break and how you uh, used to spend it, uh, whether it was a sea day or a poor day, and what options you have for either if it was a long break or a short break and the rest or exploring ashore? Yes. Um, so I mentioned um, in the beginning of the call about having the day split up and having four hours in the morning, four hours in the evening. So that would be very practical if you um, if you were at a destination, if you had a if you had a port day, and because that would allow you to actually go out into the port and visit the destination. But if it is a sea day where you are just based on board the ship, then I would probably take my time out to do my laundry or have do extra resting um, or read a book, you know, have me time. Otherwise, I'll probably see if there's anything to do around the ship within the day, whether it's um, being part of a small activity. Usually in the evenings, um, we would have more activities on where um, staff members were able to participate in, such as the the ice shows or the um, the entertainers listening to them singing. So we had a varied option. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention taking part in just chilling out at the poolside, which wasn't something I usually did because I prefer to be offshore. <laughs> But Definitely. Yeah. On this part as well, we also just get the chance to do some exercise, right? Oh, how can I forget the gym? <laughs> we had access to the gym as well. So it was just time for us to get ourselves um, to do normal, everyday things, which you would do if you were on land, because it's not every single day you will have the opportunity to explore destinations. But whenever you did, you would definitely want to do that rather than stay on board. But you've been uh, from Europe, probably you visited several of the places where we went. But there was a particular place where the ship, it actually bring you over for the first time and you got impressed by? You're talking about destination, which really caught my yeah, attention. Yeah, port of call. Yeah, there was quite a few. But I think the striking ones for me was Norway, the Norwegian ports. Those were my favorites. And also, the south of France. Oh, I think we um, took a lot of trips together as, group, as a group as well. And we went out for food, didn't we? Yes, it was a very good place just to, to just get everyone together. Well, uh, half, of the, half of the team, I guess, just like uh, getting out and just enjoying the, the port of call, just exploring or just having a, a meal together and, and sharing the stories, right? Yeah. Absolutely. When you first came on board, do you find your uh, co-workers or just people that you met on board helpful at the beginning or how this influence you uh, to stay? Yeah, that's a really good question because I mentioned I first met my roommate 
um, during the introduction stage and she gave her a good introduction and um, meeting the team um, I felt warmed in to the ship environment as well as the actual job itself because they were really there for me on from the job perspective and for the normal normality perspective of just living and adapting to being on board um, I felt like I could speak to them and ask them about anything um, any advice or any questions I had so I didn't feel like I was alone so that's just probably the main idea for this show sign on crew to fill this place where you can get advice and also just hear those experience and then you can just learn over those experience that we all had while on board so i think it's a it's a good way just to have different perspectives of how the uh shipboard life is yeah absolutely it really this will really give um viewers who are interested a great opportunity to know exactly how it feels and just to have a a, a great a real perspective a an organic perspective that's the best thing to say because we've lived that experience and we've carried it we've carried it and we know the pros and the cons of it all and i think it's just interesting to to share that because Definitely. it's a great thing it's a great experience how do you find Chanel how how hard it was to adapt to the shipboard life as a native english speaker to be honest i didn't really have a, a hard time i actually try to make it an enjoyable thing because i'm just so used to being around english speakers so it was actually i just took advantage of that moment of being around people from different countries with different languages and um, just making that an experience Although, um, with my job working on the, the customer service um, unit, um, when we were entering into the Spanish ports, for example, San Juan, Puerto Rico, um, we only, pretty much 80% of our guests were Spanish speakers. And that's where I had to literally just take the back seat and just do the small basic roles because I just didn't know what to do or say. But the ladies I worked with um, who were fluently um, Spanish speakers, they helped me um, and yourself, um, Alf, Alfredo, um, you guys helped me. And I remember I actually had to do a night shift um, during one of the Spanish speaking port times, which wasn't really, you know, the most necessary thing, but anyway, I did. And, um, I had to do wake up calls for the Spanish speaking guests. So I actually recorded myself. No, one of the ladies had scripted a, a way for me to do a wake up call in Spanish. And I had to do that for all of my guests who requested a wake up calls And the response in the morning when they came down, they said, um, what a pleasant wake-up call we had from her. She sounds like a baby practicing Spanish. And I just took that as a great compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just does and just more experience that, that we have on board. Sometimes we, we tend to forget. And when we relive it, if that's the word, um, we, it kind of fill our hearts, you know, again. And it just make us vibrant. Yeah, it really does. Mm -hmm. You mentioned about um, safety trainings. So what is all that about? Please, could you elaborate a bit more about what all of us are training for? Yeah, so 
the safety training was a very essential thing um, all crew members needed to be part of and that was just for any emergency task if for any reason an emergency was to happen we would need to be assigned to a specific role and for that to be put in place and for us to understand that well we would do regular safety drills so it would usually be announced a day before that we are doing a safety drill tomorrow let's say so um, that can be at any time you could actually be in bed resting before work or you could have just finished your night duty. Um, you could be in the middle of your job. You could be eating or doing laundry. But um, the aim was to make it seem as real as possible, where if you hear that safety drill, um, that's where you need to act upon and get to your assigned post. And I think um, that, that moment was quite stressful because sometimes you just want to rest up before work and rather than having to be part of the safety drill but at the same time you understand why it's important but um that was very stressful but I did take um some funness out of the safety drills when we needed to be lowered down onto the boats and the water rafts um we did a lot of um a lot of stuff which involved a lot of um safety training and if it was a real scenario so there was a lot of fun parts of of this experience definitely not a fun part if you just finish your duty as a night shift and then you have to just <laughs> head to this trail for an hour or so right absolutely not not absolutely not <laughs> at, at the front national or guest services what were your duties while you were working could you describe or go a bit further with uh like what do you used to do uh, while on your shift? Yeah, so my main job role was to be the first point of call as my other colleagues um, for our guest on board. So we would be, so we are pretty much just like the, um, the receptionist in a hotel. Um, we will be answering guest queries on, on phone calls or assisting them at the front desk. As well as that, we will be doing a lot of um, money transactions as well. So that involved us doing a lot of um, foreign exchange um, for all of our guests that had different currencies. And also just being not, I wouldn't say an ambassador, but I want to say the ambassador to the cruise ship just to help assist people on what's good, where's good to go to um, and just making people feel more eased and welcomed um, within the cruise ship experience, especially for first-time cruisers. So, there, yes. there was money handling and as well uh, concerns or complaints that uh, used to come over to, to the front desk. How did you manage uh, this along with your duties and probably the stress that this put on, on you? Yes, um, I, ha I have many stories um, which involves um, the, the cash handling part with passengers. <laughs> um, but the ones I remember vividly um, involved around passengers wanting to upgrade into a different room because it's not exactly what they expected or um, passengers wanting to receive compensation because of 
not receiving what they expected again and this was quite common and we had ways of dealing with these situations um, although the managers were there to support us but um, because you're dealing with money that's what created the extra added stress <laughs> so how do you handle that stress did you uh, do you have anything to do uh, at night or during the evening that you could probably just be able to release that a uh, little bit of a stress yes yeah, so um during a very hectic shift which involves a lot of stress of course after i would want to spend time in the crew areas probably go have something to eat or go to the crew bars and um, just spend some time there networking socializing and most times just resting so there was always a way for you to get out or even probably going to the gym Because I used to do gym after work. Chanel, we're nearly uh, towards the, the end of the interview. Do you recommend this experience on the cruise ship and for who? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a good question because there, there are quite a few roles on the cruise ship. So again, it's um, filtering it down to what your interests are, what experiences you have, whether it's going to be um, photography, <laughs> working in the bar, um, a a room stewardess, a chef, um, a swimming instructor or a dancer or working with us in guest services as we were. So if you can narrow it down and if you are the person that is wanting to um, explore, step out of their comfort zone, see the world and um, do something which will, um, I would say, just take them out of their comfort zone, that's the best way, then I would definitely recommend the cruise ship um, to start off as a career or wherever you want to start off for a few months or a few years or maybe it will be for five years or ten years. It really all depends on what your, um, what your intake is on life. I only spent one year on the cruise ship. Um, I did have intentions to come back, but... Um, I left the cruise ship initially because I wanted to go back to studies. And then after that, I had another job opportunity. But um, I would never take that. That experience would never be taken away from me because I feel like I have tons of stories to tell. And I feel like the stories and the experience that I've had has carried me a long way um, for job prospects and moving on to different jobs. Thank you, Chanel. On your opinion, uh, this job teach you anything that you were able to apply on your everyday life back in England or basically your takeaway uh, from the shipboard experience? Yeah, so I think the main thing I took away was knowing how to adapt with people from diverse backgrounds and um, just seeing the world and appreciating everything about it it really humbles you in a great way and um, also making new friends and staying in contact with those people um, regardless of how far across the globe they are from you um, from the work perspective it's really definitely trained me to um, be more focused on my goals and um, knowing and understanding what exactly I want out of life 
regardless if I'm not in that position right now, um, I'm, for example, not working in the customer service position, it's really helped me helped me to manoeuvre into what I wanted to go into and what I tend to go into in the future. So it really does inspire you. Chanel, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. There is anything else that you would like to advise our listeners about applying or not a shipboard career? Yes. So if you are interested in working on cruise ships, definitely um, make sure your CV is tailored to a specific job role that may be out there. Um, Definitely search for recruitment consultants who specialize in cruise ships. Um, Definitely do your research and you know, it's always good to find out both sides, the positives and the negatives. Make sure it's something for you. And also be prepared if you are interested in doing this, that you are going to travel around the world. And um, that is something, um, if you if you are wanting to step out of your comfort zone, that is something very, very um, essential to do. Thank you again, Chanel. <laughs>